It's the Ambiguously Blind Podcast with your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 and welcome back into the Ambiguously Blind studio for a conversation with Sam Seavey, the host of the YouTube channel, The Blind Life, and a former assistive technology teacher. Sam and I are going to talk about lots of different things, but notably about Android versus iOS, accessibility, and Mac versus Windows, and even some personal hygiene advice. So please help me welcome a guy that can see, but can't, because hashtag it's complicated, Sam. Welcome to the Ambiguously Blind Podcast. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> That's exciting. I've been looking forward to talking with you. Uh, but to set the table a little bit, can you tell me about your vision and, you know, your acuity and what you can and can't see and just any details you want to share about that so we can understand where you're coming from? Yeah, yeah. So I have Stargardt's disease. Um, it's, uh, I guess, categorized as uh, basically as, as a juvenile form of macular degeneration. Um, and so I was diagnosed at age 11, started, started losing my sight then. Um, and it's been a slow progression, thankfully, knock on wood. Um, it's been pretty slow. My current acuity is, uh, well, I should say the last time I had it checked was about a year or two ago. Um, it was 2,400 in my left eye, 2,800 in my right eye. Um, and if anybody's familiar with macular degeneration, we, we lose our central vision. So we have um, large blind spots. And so we still have utilize our peripheral. Uh, peripheral stays pretty decent, um, you know, as, as, as good as peripheral can be for seeing everything. Um, and then I, you know, we have a little bit of night blindness, difficulty in low light situations. Our colors tend to fade. So we have trouble with that, which is, you know, great makes, makes editing a lot of fun, um, editing my videos and, um, but yeah, so I've been living with Stargardt's for well over 30 years now. And is it on the same trajectory? Has there been any change to it or has it still been the same? It's, it still seems pretty gradual. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I've, I've got a friend who she has Stargardt's as well, and she has these big drops in vision and, and they always kind of coincide with her having her kids. She has three kids and she had these big changes um, around the same time, which confirms that children just ruin everything. Um, wow, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm kidding, of course, but both fathers here. Um, no, but so I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty lucky. I think it, it's hard to tell, of course, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just all of a sudden you think, huh, you know, I, I remember five years ago I could see this and now I'm, I really can't. Uh, but you don't notice it as it's going on, really, um, at least with the slow progression that, that I'm experiencing. Okay, so you're the one, the eye that you have that's 2400 is pretty similar to me. I'm about 2300 in one eye. I have zero vision in the other. So okay. we're about the same that eye there. Yeah. What's the most common misconception you get when? you tell somebody that you're blind or I guess you would consider yourself visually impaired or what do you consider yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any problems. You know, some people get hung up on, on titles and stuff. I don't, I, I say blind all the time. It's just easier. I'm blind. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't want to, I don't want to do that many syllables visually impaired. I just say I'm blind. 
Um, I figure if, if the government considers me legally blind, then, then I'm fine with calling myself blind too. Um, but I, I kind of, it's, it's interchangeable, visually impaired, legally blind, sight impaired, partially sighted. I do it all really. Um, but I think, you know, you're saying what, what's the biggest, um, misconception people have. They, well, I, I think, and, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this is the, the average public doesn't realize that it's a spectrum vision impairments a spectrum they think it's it's they think it's in shades of you know black and white it's you can either see or you can't see or if you can't see a little bit then it's okay just get some glasses and everything's going to be fine um you know they don't they tend to not realize that there are some impairments out there that glasses can't help you know and i i've kind of the sarcastic sarcastic side of me comes out sometimes and it's like oh I'll get glasses that's a great idea i wish i had thought of that <laughs> yeah i i can relate to that i i consider myself ambiguously blind because if i tell you that i'm blind as you said just for sometimes simplicity mm-hmm. and then you see me riding a bike or you see me <laughs> yeah. doing something that would you know contradict that it's uh, it's my vision I find difficult to describe, which is why I'm doing this this podcast thing, just to talk to people about their experiences, how they represent themselves, and just that kind of stuff to where it makes more sense to me and maybe some others as well. Mm-hmm. What about mobility? I've seen some videos that you've done with canes, the white canes, uh, and your vision spectrum that you've been in um has it always been canes or have you used other items or no um i i the cane really for me is well as i mentioned i i don't do well in low light situations so uh a cane is very important for that um you know if 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 it's dark and i'm in unfamiliar areas i don't have good depth perception and so i can't judge the depth of a curb or a step uh so i use the cane for that but 99% 99% of the time, it's just for identification. Um, and this is what I talk about on my channel when, I, when I'm promoting using the cane and, and you know, people getting your canes and get out there and, and try new things. It's like the cane answers all the questions. You know, if I go into a store and I say, you know, um, or, for example, a restaurant, I go into a fast food place and I can't see the menu board on the wall behind the, the cashier. Um, so when I walk up there and as you said, I, you know, for all intents and purposes, I look perfectly sighted because I'm not running into things. I'm not using the cane to, you know, I'm not tapping it back and forth and all that. But so when I go in there and I say, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, I, you know, what are your specials or what are your combos or whatever? And I've actually had people literally turn around, look at the board and like, it's right there. And so I, then I have to go into the whole explanation. It's like, Oh yes, I know. I, you know, I, I know I don't look visually impaired, but I am, I can't read it, blah, blah, blah. And then, then you get people saying, well, why didn't you bring your glasses? And so, you know, just yeah. to solve all those problems, I, the cane, they take a look at the cane and, Oh, well, we have, uh, you know, a burger and fries is number one. Uh, you know, it's like, Oh, refreshing. I don't have to, go through all that rigmarole uh you know it's it it just takes care of all of that so it's kind of like a universal symbol it is it is i mean and part of that that, that's the good and the bad because you know there is still a a negative stereotype 
for the cane out there. It's a lot better than it was and it's getting better all the time, but there still is. And some people, you know, still, still feel that and they're hesitant to use it. Um, and so that's part of my, the, the goal of my channel is to, to help people be, be, you know, embrace it and, and, and look at the positives. The positives definitely outweigh the negatives and um, grab your cane and, and get out the door and do something. As it pertains to the uh, condition of your eye, the Stargardt's disease, uh, is there any research or any kind of medical stuff that's going on that you know or think could possibly restore any of your vision? There, there are. There's a lot of um, clinical trials and you know um, experimental medicine and all these things. Uh, very similar to RP. So you know, there's a lot of a lot of hype around RP, especially. I think uh, Sparks Therapeutic, I believe is the name, that kind of came out with their treatment last year or the year before. Um, Stargardt's is, is related. So it, there is, I, I'm not fully up to date on it. I do know that it's, most of it is just to prevent more loss of vision. Um, and then there are some that say, well, you might get some of your vision back. And a slight improvement. Um, I don't believe, and I could be completely wrong, but I don't believe any of them are saying we're going to cure it. It's going to be you're going to be back to 2020. I don't think that's possible. But for younger uh, people, younger generation, and that it may be just recently diagnosed, there are treatments that will prevent them from getting as bad as I am now. But at the same time, I don't really keep up with it because. I, you know, and this has been controversial on my channel that I'm more in the camp of, I don't, I don't want to chase the cure. You know, there's some people that they spend all their times reading the blogs and the forums and, and what's going on today. What's, what's the news, you know, and I would just rather spend my life enjoying the vision I have and enjoying my family and, and, you know, getting out and cutting my grass and, you know, <laughs> just the everyday life. I'd, I'd rather, you know, live, learn how to live with my vision impairment and enjoy my life rather than spend all my days waiting for the cure. Yeah. I feel like we're on the same page there too. I don't want to chase. I, I feel like something likely will, will happen for a lot of people with the way technology mm -hmm. and medicine is improving over time. Yeah. I'm hopeful that that will be within my lifetime, but I don't have enough time to devote to that type of stuff without trying to live and, and be just successful at being who I am. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot of, there's a lot of downsides to those trials and things too. And it's, it's, uh, when, when it's a, when it's patented and it's, uh, it's guaranteed to work and all that stuff, I'm, I am definitely in, but <laughs> in the meantime, I think I'm very well the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some crazy stuff going on, um, you know, bionic eyes and contacts with augmented reality displays in them. I mean, there's some really cool stuff, um, not necessarily medical, but technological that, you know, could be could help us in, in the future. So, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff of that you talk about a lot on your YouTube channel, which I don't know yeah. if we've mentioned yet is called The Blind Life. Mm -hmm. And a question that I've been trying to kind of answer for myself from watching some of your videos is I can't tell if you're an Android or an iOS guy. So which is oh. it? 
And here's here's where I, I completely alienate half your audience. <laughs> let's let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Pandora's box has been opened. Um no, I've actually made tons of videos about this on my channel already. iOS versus Android for the visually impaired community. What's better? Uh, I am I I'm both actually. So I, I but I'm but I'm more on the Android side. I've always been an Android lover. Um, got my first Samsung Galaxy. I think I had the Galaxy Four was my first phone forever ago. Um, my first smartphone, and. Um, that's no, that's no uh, secret on my channel. I'm, I've got a ton of Android videos and things, but I, uh, we were talking a little bit before the, the show that, um, and I was telling you how I used to be an AT trainer. And so being a trainer, you know, being a good trainer, you, you need to be proficient on all the different operating systems so that you can properly train your clients. Um, you know, you never know if, who's going to walk in that day, if they're going to want to learn how to use the Android or if they're going to want to learn how to use the iPad. Um, so, you know, you need to know how to use those. So I, I know how to use them both, how to use both operating systems. Um, and then in November of last year, I went ahead and bought my first iPhone. And so I use an iPhone for my work or for my daily driver. And I use an Android phone for my work phone. Um, but I tend to still, I use my Android more because mainly, maybe because I'm familiar, it's familiar. Um, but there's still so many things on iOS that just frustrate me to no end. <laughs> I'm like, why, why, why can I not install a ringtone super easily and just download a ringtone and install it? And why do I have to jump through all these hoops to do this? You know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, but, um, but I, I won't, I won't go off on too much of a tangent because I know you're an Apple guy. <laughs> well, I am an Apple guy and I think, I think Apple was first to the game for mm -hmm. the visually impaired. Um, for me, it was in 2009 with the 3GS. That was the first model that came loaded with voiceover. And I've really had no reason to go otherwise or go anywhere else. And I think a, a lot of that is that I'm so comfortable with it. It, it does appear to be so easy to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have a big ringtone issue like what you're talking about. So I, <laughs> I'm probably not as maybe it's hardcore. Um, you know, Apple doesn't really let you hack their devices too much. So it's, you got to pretty much use what they got, but for somebody that likes to tinker or change a lot of things, maybe, uh, maybe Android is a better thing. When did it, what, what's it called in Android? Is it called talkback? Talkback. Yeah. Android's screen reader is called talkback. Samsung for some reason has their own version, uh, own screen reader. It's called voice assistant. So which one do you, you, you have a Samsung phone or device. You, which one do you use? I, I kind of flip-flop. I use TalkBack mostly. Um, if I'm doing something and TalkBack is giving me trouble, I'll, I'll jump over to Voice Assistant. But generally, if one isn't going to read it, neither of them are going to read it. So let me, let, me, and let me clarify just so nobody out there completely hates me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give my, my reasoning for um, and what I, when people ask what's the better operating system for visually impaired. Um, what I always tell them is that it depends. There's a lot of different factors. I'm not a one or the other kind of person um, about anything. And I think that comes from doing so many tech reviews on my channel. I have to, I have to look at the thing uh, objectively and, you know, logically and weigh the pros and cons of everything. So 
when I when I recommend uh, a device, it there's a lot of different factors that need to go into it. Budget is number is maybe not number one, but is is definitely a huge one. A lot of people think, well, what should I get? And it's like, well, what can you afford? You know, if you can't afford a, a fifteen hundred dollar iPhone eleven, then it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how good it is. Um, so budget is definitely it. But my philosophy is. Um, if you if your vision is to a certain point, uh, like for me, I'm still relying a lot on magnification and only a little bit on screen reading. So because of that, I lean towards Android because Android, as you said, is very customizable. I can make the, the icons really big. I can make the font way bigger than um, and it's also global, um, which is something that drives me crazy about I, iPhone. Um, but. I can also have this giant clock on my home screen. I can do it. I can just customize it to, so that I can see it better a lot more. I also think Android has a better screen magnifier. It just seems to be more intuitive. Um, it's pinched to zoom, all of this, but anyway, so, but if your vision is to a certain point where you're relying more on screen reading, I recommend iOS because iOS still even though Android is getting close, iOS is still has a better screen reader. Voiceover just works better. It's it's the best in the game, um, and and it's less frustrating. I'll say that. <laughs> well, that that's reassuring to me. I I rely m- mostly on Voiceover mm-hmm. on the on the dev- on the handheld devices, the iPhone, the iPad, and stuff. But on a on a computer, I I use magnification mo- way more than I do. Uh, voice uh, voiceover just because the screen is so much bigger and I feel like I don't know I feel I think what you just said is what I also think is that or what I have found is that voiceover really is even though it has its quirks and things and there was just an update a couple days ago and it messed Mm -hmm. a couple things up that that I didn't want to mess up so you got to (laughs) fight through that type of stuff but by and large uh, I think voiceover is is phenomenal. Yeah, well, in this this um, iOS fourteen update, they they've upgrade. It got a pretty pretty substantial upgrade voiceover. Um, in fact, my video coming out Saturday is talking about all the new accessibility updates in iOS fourteen, and I talk about voiceover and, and its voiceover recognition. Okay, so it seems to me like I've probably made a good choice for somebody that relies mostly on voiceover with Apple, but I really do want to try an Android device. I just, I guess I just need to get one and play with it. Uh, I have no reason to have two phones though, with two phone numbers (laughs) or anything or two phone services. So I guess I need to get a tablet. What would be the tablet or I guess smartphone you would recommend? I, um, I, I really like Samsung. I've always liked Samsung just because it has extra accessibility on top of Android's. Um, stock Android's accessibility um, options for vision aren't that great. I mean, talkback aside and, and magnifier aside, the 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 font, large text isn't that large on stock Android. Um, you've got the basics like color inversion and things like that, but I mean that's really about it. Um, but Samsung adds in a bunch of other really helpful um accessibility features and and like their large text is way bigger than stock android's largest size so i've always liked samsung um 
I've tried a lot of them. I tried all of them really. Uh, as far as what to get, you, you really want to get something modern though. That's kind of the thing is, is if you get an older device, it's kind of a catch 22. It's, you know, if you want to save money, you get an older device, but an older device isn't going to have the newest and latest accessibility. It, it might have it on there, but it may not have the processing power to support it. And then, then your your experience is going to be frustrating because it's slow and sluggish and things like that. So, um, but Samsung's got some good tablets out right now. And actually, tell you the truth, the Kindle, um, Kindle the Fire tablet, Amazon Fire tablet. I was really impressed. I did a review of that, um, and I was impressed with the screen reader. They call it Voice View, and. I think it had one of the most pleasing voices out of any screen reader I've, I've ever tried. Hmm. Yeah, and it was responsive and everything. So the Amazon Fire tablet. Yeah, and you can get one for like seventy bucks. They're they're dirt cheap. I mean, you know, you pay more for the larger size, but they're not bad at all. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's either widen the gap or bring some people back by going through the Windows versus Mac <laughs> discussion. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, well, I use Windows. I think you do too. Oh well, that surprises me. I was gonna, I was pegged you for a Mac guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, don't judge a book, Sam. Well, how do you change? How do you uh, transfer stuff from your iPhone to your window? I guess you use um, iCloud, iTunes. I yeah, right? iTunes. And I'm I'm a huge music fan and collector, which is something I want to talk to you about a little bit later too. But I have a massive iTunes library and just through okay. iTunes. Yeah. Which I think they're trying to kill on the, on the Windows side, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> unless you're coming from Android and then I could, I was just having, it was so frustrating trying to figure it out that I eventually just bought like a $30 app that made it so much easier to transfer pictures and video from my phone to my computer. Now um, pictures are difficult. I will, I will tell you that. I don't okay. like that. Music and stuff is very easy. And if you if you want to transfer photos, Apple makes it pretty easy. Also, you can just synchronize folders on a on a PC through iTunes, but it doesn't give you the full access to the file. It's a it's a totally that's a rabbit hole I could go down. So it doesn't really make <laughs> it right. it doesn't it's it's difficult to describe, but yeah. You can get them on there, but I with photos, I agree it could be much easier. Okay. Well, I just I just bit the bullet and got this this app, Simple Transfer. It, it works perfectly and it's so easy. And um, you know, for my videos, I do a lot of screen cra uh, screen captures on my phone. And um, like my my next video coming out, uh, I recorded the whole thing on the phone and then had to you know so just to be able to easily transfer it. It's, it's like, you know what, it's, it's worth it. It's worth 30 bucks to not have to deal with, with trying so to that, figure it out. <laughs> that's an iOS app. Yeah. Yeah. Simple transfer. You, you download it on your PC and then you download the app and they talk to each other and, and transfer right away and okay. it works great. Yeah. That's probably a lot easier than, than going through the iTunes route. Yeah. Okay. So windows, you use windows. I am. Yeah. Exclusively. I'm a PC guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've and and just because I think well, a lot of this, you know, I think it all stems from what you started on. You know, if you started on a Mac, then you're going to be a Mac person um, and, an, and an Apple person. Um, I've always been on Windows, and 
the with the last couple of updates to the accessibility um it's really really strong in accessibility right now um as far as magnifier and narrator is narrator used to be the joke in the screen reading world you know windows narrator really um but they've improved it a lot and it's actually a capable screen reader now how recent are those updates with the narrator like within the last six months, twelve months, two years. Yeah, they're yeah they're you know they're doing their spring and fall um, updates, and so it's it's with it. They've slowly been picking away at it with over the last two years, probably. Okay, so I use a program called ZoomText. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. that? So, oh yeah, yeah, I've used that for twenty-two years, always as an overlay on the Windows, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Yeah. There's a lot of things about it that are frustrating, but at the same time, I don't really want to getting to the point where I don't want to really learn something. I, there's a lot of errors that occur. It, they're getting better. I mean, I, I I shouldn't say I hate it, but it, <laughs> it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Maybe is a better way to say it. And yeah, well, I feel like I've seen you do a lot of stuff with narrator and I've not to mention that the, the license for, for zoom text is close to 500 bucks a year. If you want to buy the newest updates, Right, and that's what's so great about iOS with Voiceover and the magnifier built in. It's there; it's just there. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like Microsoft has made a lot of changes to the accessibility things that are built in. But I just need to make the jump. I think. Have you ever used anything from Zoom Text or any other magnifiers? Yeah, I I was a Zoom Text user for many many years. Um, uh, ZoomText Fusion was the last one I used, and and mainly because I stopped because there was an update, and I had just bought the program, and then an update came out, and that's when they they switched over from using um, what was it called Magic Eyes? No, it was uh, I forget what their screen reader was called prior, and then they switched over to using Jaws, and they wanted me to pay another three hundred dollars just for the update. Mm-hmm. Like I just spent all this money on this. Um, so I, I, I was also a, a windows magnifier user from back from windows seven. And, um, this was actually, I was using it at, at work, zoom text at work being a trainer. Um, so I just, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to be full-time windows magnifier user. And, They've improved that a ton. They've got speech in um, included into Windows Magnifier now, so I can be magnified. If there's a section of text I need to read, I want read out to me, I can just click a button and it will read it line by line or read the whole section. Or, um, you know, they've got the edge shading um, or edge smoothing on the Windows Magnifier now. They've in- included different colored cursors. You can customize the size of the cursor. I mean, they've, they've really done a ton of stuff. Is it easy to toggle the magnification on and off? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you can, you can do the keyboard shortcut. And I should mention that I've got videos on all this stuff. Everything I talk about, I've made a how-to video on it. So if anybody wants to know, you can search my channel. But the hold down the Windows key and the plus and the minus um, if you have a keyboard with a with a number pad, it's super easy, and you get really really good at just doing it by feel. But what I've done is I have mapped those keys to the thumb buttons on my mouse, 
So I don't have to take my hand off the mouse now. That was the biggest drawback. You know, I'd have to slow down your product productivity if you have to take your hand off the mouse to zoom in and zoom out on the keyboard. So now I don't do that. I just click, 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 zoom in, click, 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 zoom out. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I need to try that and narrator and magnifier. The thing that frustrates me with Zoom Text, they've, they've come a long way. But a few years ago, they changed the, the you know, I use a lot of the keyboard shortcuts. And they mm -hmm. changed the, the main key for shortcuts is the caps lock key. Mm-hmm. And that's fine when Zoom Text is on because it doesn't register the caps lock. Windows doesn't see it until it's off, until Zoom Text is off kind of thing. So yeah, basically I get caught in this loop where my caps lock is on half the time and I don't know. And I'm, I'm <laughs> constantly, right. and you got to hit the caps lock key twice to turn it off and to turn, to turn caps lock off. And it, it is a whip. It's a whip. <laughs> I, I go, I fight through it every day and, that, that will be the reason I leave ZoomText, that right there. Well, and ZoomText is a very heavy program, very graphically heavy. So if you, I would not be able to use it, you know, with my editing software and my, um, I use um, DaVinci Resolve as my editor and I use Adobe After Effects for my motion graphics. Um, I wouldn't be able to use, and sometimes I have these things all open at the same time. And if ZoomText was running, oh my, it would be like, like trying to wade through molasses. Okay, so other than the smartphone, what is the best piece of technology you've reviewed or that you use on a daily basis? Oh, other than the smartphone, because that that's usually my default answer. Yeah, that's mine um, as well. <laughs> can I can I say the computer? <laughs> no, that's that's kind of a cop out. That I've reviewed. Well, see, I, I tend not to try and like play favorites. I have, there's certain devices. So the, the wearable devices tend to be really hot right now in, in the world of AT. And they're great. Um, and the VR style using the Samsung um, Gear VR and Samsung phone tend to be the best that works for me. So I've, I've tried all of them and that style, that combination of, of hardware tends to work the best for me. And there's several out there on the market that are using it. Um, so I guess, I guess I'd say that. In fact, I, I just talked to a little boy. I'm pretty excited. Um, talked to a little boy named Owen who's lives down in Florida and he has star guards just like I do. And he has his own YouTube channel. Give him a shout out outdoors with Owen. He has a fishing channel and he's, he's amazing. Really. He's, I think he's in sixth grade. So pretty young. And I think he just started sixth grade and he is amazing. His knowledge about fishing is incredible, but he's, he's struggling. He's, he's a young guy and he's visually impaired and, you know, you probably, I don't know what, what age were you when you were um, sort of losing your sight or. I was 19. I lost mine basically overnight. Okay. I didn't okay. have any warning on mine. Okay. Well, still, still young, 19, still young. So yeah, I'm sure you understand you can, can relate, you know, what oh, it's good. like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So he, he's going through a hard time. So I'm, I'm trying to help him. I did a zoom call with him and his mom last night and stuff, but, um, I have an Iris vision, uh, which is one of the wearables I was just talking about. And I, I have an extra one and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to send it to Owen because I think that's going to, be awesome for him he'll be able to use it and, and 
be able to um, see out, see the birds and stuff out. He lives right, right on the water down in Florida. And I think it's going to be great for him. So I'm excited about that. All right, let's go the other direction. What's the best piece of low tech gear you have? And I should say, like I've seen on a video you've done, the uh, flashlight, where you drop something <laughs> on the on the ground, you just get down there with the flashlight and pan around for it, and it oftentimes will will magically appear. Yeah, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, well, and see, it's like that's that's the whole the main focus of my channel is teaching people these little tips and tricks that, unless you're living in the the visually impaired world you maybe don't realize these things and if you're new to the world the world uh you, you know no one's ever told you these things so so that's the goal of the channel is to, to share these little little tidbits of knowledge <laughs> these little blind life hacks um but i'd say for, for me personally it's my magnifier i i have a magnifier i i've I have the same style I've had for about 25 years now. Um, it's an Eschenbach little pocket magnifier. Right now I'm at the, the largest strength, the highest strength they, they do, which is 12 times, I believe it is. Um, but it's, it's with me at all times. It's sitting in my pocket right now. If I go to sleep, it's on the nightstand. If I go to take a shower, it's on the bathroom counter. It's always within reach. And if I leave the house, I actually have, I never leave the house because I have extras um, position, strategically positioned throughout my life. But if I, on the rare occasion that I do leave the house without one, I feel like I've left one of my legs at the, at the house um, because I rely on it so much. I mean, that's how I, I read my phone with it. Any kind of anything, I read anything with it, try to read anything with it. Um, so that's probably it, my, my little magnifier. Maggie. Maggie. Yep. All right, let's talk about the Blind Life channel. How long have you been doing that? So I started the channel in 2013, December of 2013. And at the time, it was called The Blind Spot, um, which was an homage to my vision impairment. And it was – I wanted I wanted to create a, a – channel that people could come and learn about real life living with vision impairment. So I, you know, I wanted it to be a literal blind spot on the internet. And, um, I thought that was pretty clever when I came up with that, that name. <laughs> that is clever. Yeah. But you probably ran into that. They'd already been used maybe, or uh, some well, licensing issues or something. Yeah, I got a, I got a nice letter from some lawyers one day <laughs> And um, this was probably about three years ago and some company up north that wasn't happy about, uh, I guess, my popularity and, and, and in, the, in the community and people contacting them asking about me. And so, yeah, they, they sent me a nice letter and, and told me I had to change the name, which I was pretty bummed about at the time because the blind spot was my baby. I had been I nurtured her and grown her for for like four years at this time at this point. And so I was pretty upset about having to change the name, but in hindsight, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I think, you know, looking back, I think the, the name, the new name fits, it fits the channel better anyway, fits, fits the, the theme of the channel. What's the coolest thing about creating on YouTube? It's definitely the community. It's, it's interacting with, you know, I grew up, my sister's visually impaired too. She has the same eye condition I do. And so until I was in high school, 
I had never met anyone else who was visually impaired, let alone full on blind. Um, and then I actually went to a summer program at a school for the blind. And that was the first time I was really around kids like me and other than my sister. And I, I ended up going there for my senior year and I graduated from that school. But even after that, you know, this was all pre-internet, so there was no way to jump on a Facebook forum or a group and, and meet other people like you. Um, so since doing the channel, doing the, the YouTube channel, I have met just tons of just amazing people, uh, huge Stargarts groups and community. Um, I mean, I was on a phone call with a guy on a Zoom call with a guy in Hong Kong this morning. And that's a direct result of the channel that that never would have happened to me in my life, you know, without the channel. Uh, so I'm very, very thankful for that. What's the most popular topic or subject amongst your viewers? It's definitely the, the assistive technology. So I, my, I channel generally, I cover just about anything having to do with blind life on my channel. You know, I mentioned I do tips and tricks videos and how to's and things like that. Um, but my, the main focus over the last couple of years has been assistive technology and reviews and things like that. And so that's definitely as far as viewership and numbers, the, I get the highest numbers on those types of, of videos. Um, so AT review videos and things like that. Although every now and then there will be a video that I, when I made it, I just assumed it was going to be a throwaway video. It's, it's like, you know, I need to, I need to make a video this week. Uh, I'll just do this video. Nobody's going to care about it. And it's just another video. And then I can focus on something more important next week. Uh, and then those videos end up just striking a chord for some reason with the community and, and, and having a big reaction. Like I made a video once on how to brush your teeth, how do blind people brush their teeth? If you can't see the, the end of the toothpaste or the end of the toothbrush, how do you put the toothpaste on the end of the toothbrush? Great question. Uh, yeah. And the video was conceived just by a, a conversation I was having with, with my boss at the time. We were talking about this and I was telling her how I do it. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's how I do it too. And you know, I thought, I wonder if everybody does that. I wonder, I should probably make a video. And so the, the trick and John, do you, do you know the trick of, of how do you, well, how do you do, how do you brush your teeth? I put kind of the a strange uh, question. Yeah, it is a strange <laughs> question. I didn't know we were going to get this personal, Sam. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I put the uh, tooth toothpaste directly in my mouth. Exactly. Right. You just squirt it right in your mouth. Yeah. And I thought, well, surely everybody does that in the blind community because it's one of those those things that you just naturally, organically figure out. Um, but no, it's I've had people some just the most amazing response to that video. I've had people say, "You saved my life with this video." You know, you saved my marriage. Wow, that is <laughs> dramatic. Know, yeah, I know. And it's just like this is just some some dumb little video I made one day. Um, so you never know. You never know what's gonna what's gonna click. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because I that's what I do and I just figured that out. You know, there were so many times where I was trying to get the toothpaste on the toothbrush and I was like, <laughs> This is ridiculous. There's gotta be a better <laughs> right. way. Right. And I don't remember the Eureka moment where it happened, but I've been doing that for quite some time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the and the only drawback is you can't share 
toothpaste with anybody else, right. but that's not, that, that's not a big deal. That's not really a drawback. Cause I don't know that you should be sharing toothpaste with anybody anyway, you know, <laughs> not in this day and age. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, there were really two things uh, other than all the reviews and the windows and the, the Android stuff that I was intrigued by you. There was really one video in particular, and then some of your merch that really drew me to you. I was like, man, I want to talk to this guy. So mm -hmm. the video that drew me to you was the Sound of Silence video. I mentioned oh, that yeah. I'm a huge fan of music, and I like Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, I have that album, actually. Wednesday morning, 3 a.m. is where that song comes from. Mm -hmm. Share that story briefly with, with the audience. Yeah, so I the way this came about was um, just a viewer sent me an email and said, you know, I thought you might be interested in this article. Um, thought it was really cool and you might want to share it with your your audience. And oftentimes, you know, if if it if I I think it's a good I you know good idea that will resonate, I will. And this was one of those times. Um, but basically, the article was from the uh, Sandy. Sandy Sanford, I think was the gentleman's name, who is a college friend of Art Garfunkel's uh, roommates. And they, I think shortly, the way the story goes is shortly after they became roommates, Sandy started to lose his vision. And so the song is inspired, I guess loosely inspired by this relationship between Art Gar Garfunkel and his, his roommate, Sandy, and how Art used to take care of him, basically, help him out, walk him to class, all of this. And so Art would refer to himself as the darkness. And he would say things like, you know, the darkness is here to read read to you and things like that. And so that's where the, the iconic line, hello, darkness, my old friend, uh, apparently came from. Now, I've had some people in the comments kind of argue it. Um, saying that Simon came up with it all by himself. But, you know, this was the article. This was this, this gentleman's memoir. So, um, you know, who, who's the, who's the, no, it's, a, it's still a nice story. I think though. Yeah, it's really cool. And I, I've gone back and listened to that song many times since, since seeing that video, which, uh, we should note is no longer available. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I gotta tell you, Sam, you're not doing it right. If you're not getting copyright notices occasionally, right on YouTube. You know, yeah. you gotta change your name, you got to take some things down, but you're not, you're not doing things right. If you don't get, don't bump into a few of those situations over time. I'm right? not a, I'm not a true YouTuber. If I don't get in trouble, I, I've been pretty good. I've, I've only gotten one once before. And, um, yeah, so I got a, a copyright claim. It wasn't even a strike. It was a claim. Um, and they gave me some options on what I could do. I could mute the music. Uh, which wasn't possible, um, and some other things. But ultimately, the video had been up for a week and had already been viewed well over a thousand times. And, you know, um, my videos tend to kind of um, plateau after that. So I figured enough people had seen it. The easiest thing would just be to take it down. I was, I didn't have the video monetized anyway, originally, because, you know, I didn't want to, I, I did, it didn't feel right to monetize something like that. Um, so, I was like, you know what, I'll just take it down. And I am going to re-upload it this time without the music playing in the background. And it wasn't even the actual song, like the uh, official song. It was a cover that someone else on YouTube had done. So I thought I'd be okay. I thought I'd squeak yeah. under the radar there. but <laughs> It was just an instrumental version, I think, too, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And I even gave credit in the description for the, the, the video, uh, Brooklyn duo. Uh, they, they've got some amazing, uh, music videos. So, but I guess it wasn't enough. <laughs> well, the other thing was, as I was scrolling through your channel, I saw your merch mm-hmm. and I saw the shirt. I can see, but I can't see. And I thought, man, that describes me so well. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a genius t-shirt. How'd you come up with that? Uh, I didn't. Uh, that wasn't my uh, design. Um, or I, that wasn't my, I didn't come up with the saying. I, I saw it somewhere on Facebook. Someone said it uh, forever ago and it's just kind of stuck with me. And I thought, you know what, that would make a great shirt. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely my most popular shirt. And cause it says I, I can see, it, but I can't. And then underneath it says hashtag it's complicated. Um, and because it's so perfectly f- explains most of us living on the spectrum, you know, um, especially when you walk into the store and you, the, the restaurant and you, you can't read the menu and they're like, what, but why? <laughs> just, you can just, just point the shirt. to the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a genius. I got to get myself one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got, I've got, I sell on Amazon and I sell on Teespring and I've got like, like 50 different designs, um, all designed myself, you know, and, and coming up with designs and, um, all having to do with low vision, some, some ironic or some sarcastic, some, you know, um, inspirational, I guess you could say a lot of humorous ones. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a sarcastic person. So, you know, like you don't look blind and I'm like, well, thanks, uh, I guess. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have a sense of humor about things. So that's a, it's good. It's a good way to be. Yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing about my channel is, and I've been, I've been criticized for, for, not uh or kind of glossing over the negative side of vision loss and i I say yeah guilty i i you know nobody wants to go on youtube and watch somebody complain about something for 10 minutes you know you want to go on and and escape from your daily life and feel good and, and enjoy and entertain you know so we all we all live it every day we all know what the negatives are I, you don't need me to tell you let's talk about the ridiculous stuff um, you know, I have a whole series on my channel called why it sucks to be blind and it's, it's the humorous side. So it's, it's like one episode will be reason number 34, why it sucks to be blind. Um, well, one, for example, that I, I just came to mind is we have these Bradford pear trees in my neighborhood and they're beautiful. They line the streets and in the springtime they flower. So these beautiful white trees all the way down the streets and things like that, but they stink rotten fish is what they smell like so the entire neighborhood smells so bad for about a week um and so i say reason why number 32 why it sucks to be blind i can't enjoy the beauty of these trees like everyone else but i can probably smell it worse than anybody else too i (laughs) I noticed that smell so it's little things like that yeah i can relate to that as well so where's the best place to find you? It's a blind life on YouTube. Are there any other locations? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the blind life on YouTube, the URL is youtube.com slash the blind life. Or if you just Google the blind life, you'll find me. Uh, and then everywhere else it's the blind life, Sam. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also my email is the blind life, Sam at gmail.com. 
And I very, very soon will we'll have my website finished, which will be the um, culmination of all my stuff will be right there. Awesome. Look forward to that. Sam, thanks for visiting with us. John, it was my pleasure. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe. And for a complete transcript of this episode, connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.